Toll-free, bring up anything you want, 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features on the site. They are all free for you, and of course, you can control the content as well. So not only can you call in about anything you want, but you can also put the stuff that you want on the website. So if you find something online that you think is interesting, you want to share with our listeners, you can just uh, submit it as show prep over at freetalklive.com, and it will then appear in the upcoming stories queue. And that is the page on the site that all new submissions appear on, and then listeners like you can go and vote upon them. You can vote on anything, any of those entries that you see on the site. The more votes up something gets, the more likely it is to leave the upcoming stories page and be promoted to the front page of the site. So you can go there and get interactive in a variety of different ways, and it's all free. So go to freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. All right, so... We are going to start things out here actually with some emails. Of course, you can call in about anything at 855-450-FREE. And just want to remind our listeners that uh, the movie we talked about last night with Derek J is now available. Uh, it is now available online for anyone to watch. Uh, it's in HD and it's on YouTube. There's also a torrent version as well. You can go to victimlesscrimespree.com to engage in either one of those options. Uh, once again, that's victimlesscrimespree.com the initial response uh, from the internet's has been very positive yeah, it's a great movie uh, from what i've seen the the bits that i've seen i can't wait to see it all the way through you're supposed to be burning one on a copy for me so i can actually watch it out in the woods oh thank you for the reminder i actually did it uh, did that last night for you so Thanks. you'll be able to do that and uh, you know maybe down the line we will have uh, like derek j might do some dvds to where he's driving around the country uh, doing his uh, exile tour he may actually have physical copies of this but as of right now you will need to have uh, most people, except you, Mark, will need to have a computer in order to access the film. But and uh, and broadband, broadband helps. Yeah, um, yeah. So that would be good. And then also, uh, people, you know, what would be cool is if people would take the movie and put it on local cable uh, access systems. So like, you know, on your local uh, public access channel, it would be a good place. It's not a bad uh, idea to put this. So try to think of different ways to uh, to spread this out there. That's one of them that, uh, and of course, you could also download the movie and burn it into DVDs as well. There's no copyright restrictions here. We don't believe in intellectual property. Uh, the movie isn't produced for the purposes of making money. Copy it's, it, make money. Yeah, it's uh, it's produced for the purposes of getting the word out about what's going on here in New Hampshire. Uh, with liberty activists coming together and getting active. So please visit victimlesscrimespree.com and enjoy the film. I think it's absolutely wonderful. So 855-453-MARK, Mark, you were going to start us out with an email. Yeah, this one's from uh, Dave, and he asked the question, Ian and Mark, no particular order. First, I love the show, and I want to thank you and all the FTL hosts. I'm relatively new to Free Talk Live, and I'm and but uh, not too new that many of the ideas haven't been uh, tossed around. Now, one idea that 
you're both responsible for placing in my head is the idea of eliminating government police and replacing them with many uh, private companies, which the consumer would hire. This idea I absolutely love, by the way. And before, let me step down for the, you know, sort of the, the uninitiated listener. Here on Free Talk Live, we do talk about a world where oftentimes where, um, you know, government intrusion is eliminated, essentially the state's intrusion. Um, I think that, uh, I mean, one can use the term government to describe an organization that is there to protect you and I think that's a fine definition for of it. Fine, I don't say that uh, we won't need organizations to protect us. I just think that there's a problem with uh, organizations claiming a monopoly. Now, I don't think that we're going to move from what we've got today to this world that we're talking about tomorrow. And I don't even think that would necessarily be a good idea. We need to take steps. And here on Free Talk Live, we talk about not only the end but the steps in between. So um, let me go back here to Dave's email. I've sensed done research on this topic, and I have uh, failed finding any major disadvantages. I was wondering if there's anything that you don't like about the idea of private police. Also, I'm curious about traffic control. Unfortunately, not everyone can be trusted behind the wheel, which I think we can all agree on. Including the cops. That's true. Did so, you tell me that like the most speeding people in Florida are the police? We did. Uh, we read an article on, I believe it was Sunday's yeah. uh, Free Talk Live. You can go to freetalklive.com and download that. It's there free. Um, and yeah, the Sun Sentinel was reporting that the worst speeders in, in you know at least southern Florida roads, they were saying in Florida, mm-hmm. uh, were police. Um, there were instances of police going 130 miles an hour in their cruiser, no lights on or anything like that. And, you know, who's going to pull them over? What are you going to do about it? If you see a police officer doesn't have his lights on and he's going 90, 100, 110, 100, whatever, what are you going to do about it? Everybody's seen it. Everybody's seen a cop roll through a stop sign. You know that they can give you a ticket, but they don't get them for themselves. You can make a note of their uh, number on the back of their car and call the department. And be ignored. And they'll take a report. Yep. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, as they write on nothing. Yeah, uh, yeah just tell me, uh-huh. You know, I mean, right. talk about a waste of your time. Everybody knows it's a waste of their time. Totally. So anyway, um, but I don't see – Dave goes on here. I don't see fines as being the answer anymore as to what would uh, – uh, as to what would uh, – it would just invite abuse. What would discourage careless drivers from being so careless? Do you want to um, answer any of these questions as we go through here, or do you want to? I'd be happy to. Okay. First uh, question, then, is what don't you like about the idea of private police forces? Nothing. I think that... Uh, <laughs> the, the words of a true zealot. <laughs> the things that I like, you know, what I, what would I possibly not like? Well, if I didn't like something that a private police agency did, I just wouldn't hire their services. So if I didn't, you know, it's certainly possible that companies would be run in a way I didn't like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can't envision what those ways would be at this moment. But if, you know, like, for instance, uh, there are certain policies at Walmart that I'm not a big fan of, for instance, um, it's not bad enough for me to say I'm never going to shop there again. But there are certain things that I disagree with. uh, And in which case I would be perhaps vocal about those policies in an attempt to persuade the organization to change their policies. But ultimately, I could use the, you know, the final, uh, the ace, if you will, which is that I could walk away from dealing with that organization. I could deal with a competing organization. I could start another organization that competes if nothing in the marketplace is to my satisfaction. I could create 
uh, what was to my satisfaction, which is what I did with this radio program. Nothing uh, I didn't sure, like. Sure, but you could only create so many businesses, and you know how well leaving a, a cell phone company goes to uh, changing their policies, right? Um, you know. Well, sure, but I mean, with a cell phone company, you're talking about a, a multi, you know, state large. Uh, most of these cell phone companies are, are fairly large companies that exist in a number of places and have thousands upon thousands, if not millions, of uh, of customers. So you're just a drop in their bucket. But if we're talking about a protection agency that is is uh, designed to protect a specific geographic area, you're probably dealing with a much smaller customer base, and so therefore, not necessarily. There's plenty of companies that uh, you know that have uh, nationwide franchises. I do, however, yeah, think when Wacken- in a world. Well, hold on. I do, however, think in a world where um, you don't have the restrictions of uh, getting into the marketplace and doing business. Currently, it's the regulations today. They don't regulate the big businesses. They regulate the little businesses out of business. They knock the rungs of success off the bottom runs of success off the ladder. And I think that you're likely wouldn't see as large a businesses in the world as you do today because those businesses are basically propped up by governments they own governments and governments own them well there certainly are some big security companies out there that have names that are probably recognizable like Wackenhut, for instance sure uh, but if Wackenhut loses a gated neighborhood or something like that as uh, as a client that's probably a pretty big dent in whatever their revenues it are matters for- to them or given area, so that's why using the cell phone company as an example isn't isn't a very good uh, example. So, um, so the answer is the idea of private police departments. No, I don't have a problem with that. If we're talking about what I consider to be market policing and not some sort of government privatization, where the government that we know of today, this monopoly on violence, would uh, essentially select one private company to take over their monopoly. So in that case, I would disagree with the entire concept uh, from the get-go because that's what most people think of when they hear the term privatization, and that's why I don't like using that term. I like the idea of market police or market protection services. Uh, I think that's much more descriptive. I have a uh, I, I have an issue um, with uh, private protection services. Okay, eight five five four fifty free. It's Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at WeUseCoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at SpendBitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via SpendBitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at AU.SpendBitcoins.com. Once again, that's SpendBitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You dial in toll-free, bring up anything you want at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that await you there. That's freetalklive.com. And here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. All right, we'll continue, of course. uh, Take your phone calls. Question on the table at the moment is uh, coming from an email from David, I believe. And his question is regarding the idea of market protection services, as I prefer to call them. I think privatization has some real nasty uh, baggage attached to it, for instance. And uh, we'll get back into his email here in moments. Yeah, but, but until then, uh, we're talking about the, the, the magical world where uh, you know the state does not intrude into our business. 
Now you have to worry about that. And a lot of people have trusted LegalZoom.com for their common legal documents. Whether you need to incorporate a business in order to protect yourself uh, or create a will or a living trust or even register a trademark. Uh, they're empowering you and protecting you with common legal documents that people trust. If you don't have a will and you've got a family, you're putting them at risk because the state believes they own all your property. They'll decide where it goes, when they decide, and it'll be a lot later. It's LegalZoom.com. You can get uh, coupon, use coupon code FTL, save $10 on your order. It's LegalZoom.com, coupon code FTL. Okay, so the question from David is regarding the idea of private policing or uh, market-based protection services. Rather than having this one-size-fits-all, you pay for it whether you like it or not, government service forced down your throat. Yeah, uh, which is what we have today, and he says he's really jazzed by the idea, and it's a new, new, relatively new idea for him. He likes it, and he's trying to trying to poke holes in it. He's asking us, you know, what would our objections be, or in theory, what would uh, possible problems be with this service? Sure, um, and you had an idea. I have an, an idea. Now, for one thing, you can often find that groups of people will tend to band together for whatever reason. So, um, let's say for a second that one of these larger defense uh, um, agencies, you know, protection agencies, market protection agencies that uh, we're talking about here is, uh, you know, a group of people that call themselves fundamentalist Christians. Um, let's mm. say that this defense marketing uh, company considers anything that looks like abortion to be abortion. Uh, jumping, doing mm. jumping jacks while pregnant is uh, murder. OK. And, and, you know, if it results in a, uh, a miscarriage is murder, you know, whatever they they are at the end of nuts when it comes to, uh, you know, the belief as far as, uh, you know, abortion is murder. And then, you know, the rest of us have uh, whatever varying degrees of belief as far as this goes, because I think that people really are a continuum that isn't pro-life and pro-choice. I don't believe that for a second. I believe it's a continuum and that different people have different ideas. So, um, you know, one defense agent, basically, you know, this this one defense agency is able to get a bunch of people behind them because they have this one kind of market niche. This market niche is, you know, they can get, say, five or 10 percent of the population of, say, the United States. You're talking about a good percentage of people. If you're uh, talking about 10 percent of the population, if you call it five, it's uh, 15 million people. That's a big customer base. That they're able to serve. There are Christian insurance companies. There are Christian dating websites. There are Christian everything you can imagine out there. Um, And they appeal. There's Christian fast food restaurants and they appeal through their faith and people go you know, go for them for that reason. So this uh, this company gets big and uh, maybe maybe the biggest. I don't know, but uh, it gets big and it says, let's say that, uh, you know, uh, Juliet. Uh, excuse me, Romeo comes from this, uh, you know, this group. We'll call them uh, the fundies. Comes from uh, the fundies. And then Juliet comes from uh, the muggles. Okay? So Romeo and Juliet get together, and whoops, problem occurs. Juliet gets pregnant. Now, Juliet's got the muggle protection agency. These people aren't married. They, they haven't decided for each other that who's going to decide what protection agency. They have separate protection agencies. But Romeo's protection agency says, hey, that and, and through Romeo, that baby is mine and it's alive. And, you know, I own your body essentially from now until the time you give birth. Juliet says, uh, I believe that I own my own body and I'm going to go have a, uh, you know, first first trimester abortion. 
And now you've got yourself a shooting war over, I mean, you know, because there are some people out there that'll shoot doctors and that kind of thing over this. And now you've got yourself a shooting war over this, uh, this, this situation. This is the very worst scenario I've been able to come up with with these private defense agencies that makes any kind of sense. Yep, you're right. That's uh, that's a pretty bad scenario. Uh, let's look at reasons why, economic reasons why, hopefully that that wouldn't happen. Uh, first of all, you'd mentioned that you know this can't happen overnight. Tomorrow, this system cannot be implemented because people have to come to certain conclusions about the current status quo, and they have to desire some real significant reform, some significant change. Yeah, this, uh, requ- so- yeah, this is a, this is the the very basis of changing people's hearts and minds. So people have to change their mind about the current situation before we can even move into this this new realm. Right. I call and it cops, courts, roads, and soldiers. Those are the things that people believe that the government absolutely positively has to provide. And so if you can change those people's minds, then this is a possibility. And in order to uh, to make this change, people would have to understand that uh, you know the government police works in a different way than other poli- you know private or market-based policing would. Uh, there's no real good return on investment for a company to go into a war with another private uh, policing agency, which is what you had suggested nope. might happen. Wars are case. generally fought by people who you know have something to gain. And the reason they have something to gain is is because they're spending your money in order to pay for what they want. Right. And the police do that. Uh, You know, they're not the same as the military in that they're not being funded mostly, you know, the— they are getting money from the federal government, but it's not 100% of their budget, and so it's not the same as the military. When the military goes overseas and, and kills people, they, they've pretty much got unlimited funds because the feds will just print out as much money as possible. So to some extent, government police are a little bit more limited than the military, but ultimately they're nowhere near as limited as a private protection agency would be. And so if there were to be this uh, you know crazy fundamentalist Christian uh, protection agency – it would be very costly for them to go around and try to round up everybody that wants to get an abortion and put them in prisons. I mean, because ultimately that would be the idea, right? To, uh, to you know, to, to punish. Uh, that is typically what these people want to do to people is uh, is put them in a jail cell if they, they do things that uh, they don't like. So we're talking about a pretty expensive proposition here. They're also in the minority. Now, they may cre- create the a large... Uh, the fundies would be. Oh, the fundies. Uh, not, not every Christian believes that. What I've right. talked about here, the fundies are in a minority in the sense that they, um, you know, <laughs> they they may not. They may be the largest protection agency on, in the land, but it won't take too long for protection agencies to gang up against them if they go into full fledged shooting war over something like this. Well, right, because as a protection agency that is contracted to do business with you, they have obligations. Unlike the police, the government police, they have no obligations. To you, if you don't believe me, go and Google "no obligation to protect," and you'll find court case after court case that proves that's true. So the government police have no obligation to protect you, but the policing agency that you contract with, the private agency, will have an obligation to provide you with protection. And if and, they fail that obligation, they'll be liable. So, well, and if they and if they refuse liability, then their customers will find out. Because I mean, in the world where people can find out what your eBay rating is, well, I yeah. mean. You know, it won't be. It won't take too long for people to figure out. They can't hide behind corporate veils because corporations. Have an insurance provider, the insurance company is going to find out real fast because their customers are going to come to them and say, "Hey, you know, they didn't make good on their agreement here," and uh, the insurance company is going to have to step in. But there's more, and we can explain here in moments. Eight five five four fifty free. You can take control of the airwaves here and bring up anything. Free talk live. 
MindThings.com is a fun online game that pits you against people around the world to mine for scarce resources. Do business in a capitalist economy with virtually mined gold tax-free. You could be a trader doing business between cities, a pirate lying in wait for hapless traders, a guard capturing pirates, or one of nine other professions. It doesn't require a big-time commitment. Your mining robots work whether you're logged in or not. It costs nothing to play, but you can buy bonuses. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MindThings.com. Use coupon code FTL. Double your mining speed. It's free. MindThings.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free, and you can bring up anything you want, or you can answer the question that we have on the table or add your comments into the mix. 855-450-FREE. We are talking about market-based protection services, as opposed to the one-size-fits-all government monopoly protection service we have today known as the police department. I'm not sure that uh, you know the police departments entirely fa- fall into the category of a monopoly. Um, I mean, there are some as- aspects of them that mon- are not monopolistic. Certainly, you have to buy their product, which uh, you don't actually even have to buy a monopolist product. Like if, uh, you know, if a company has uh, cornered the market on computers or oil, you can choose to live without computers or oil. However, when it comes to police departments, you must, or even sheriff's departments or government uh, policing agencies, whatever they might be, you must pay for their services or you'll go to jail or lose your property. So how does that make them not wait, a wait, I'm not monopoly? Done. Um, oftentimes they stack departments on top of each other. Um, so you'll have a, you know, sometimes you'll have uh, security guards for your uh, gated community, uh, then, in, which basically, you know, because it costs so much, much money to move in and move out of places, you're almost... You know, the same thing as a police force. You get your gated community. You'll have sometimes, uh, you know, a, a, a city police force or town police force, county, uh, state, state agencies. Um, and then just because the, the monopoly government. has divisions doesn't make it not a monopoly. Well, that's not a monopoly. It's not a monopoly. I mean, these are different agencies. If you're going to say that uh, Wackenhut is the existence of Wackenhut means that the government police aren't a monopoly, I don't know if I agree. I do think that um, you can call the FBI if your local federal, if your local policing agency is uh, stepping out of line, and if FBI will investigate them. So there is some kind of veil of uh, you know. Uh, it, it's just pretend competition. Hmm. If you get it, get yeah. what I'm saying. I mean, these guys in reality they tend to protect each other because they don't want to be investigated themselves. They mm-hmm. don't want to, and you know what? Everybody knows what the reality is. Everybody knows that when it comes down to a cop's word and yours, they're listened to, and everybody knows that it's pretty darn difficult for police to get brought up on charges. 855-450-FREE is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. So we were talking about the uh, sort of the economic uh, disincentives towards the insane situation that you had described earlier, which could be possible for, I think, a short period of time or in a very concentrated area. You'd, you'd, the suggestion was that Christian fundamentalists could have some sort of fundy police agency that would be going around arresting uh, young ladies for uh, perhaps wanting to get an abortion or getting an abortion or something like that. And uh, and what, what could possibly stop that uh, from happening? And my point was that, uh, well, economics will be a major disincentive in that it, it is going to be very costly if they want to go around and arrest everybody that wants to have an abortion because, one, it would be just simply costly. Even if they could be successful at arresting them and putting them in cages, it would be very uh, – you know that would be alone a costly process. Mm-hmm. But uh, they wouldn't be successful at it 
right away because they'd have to fight off the other protection agencies, which, you know, these guys are all trained. They're all interested in protecting their customers because they have an obligation to do so by contract. And so, therefore, uh, you know, they're going to be up against defenders. They'll be attacking against defenders. And the defense, you know, defense tends to have an advantage uh, generally in, in most conflict. And yeah. uh, and as soon as they start losing their uh, their men, their mercenaries, essentially, the existing guys – now, maybe they're all fundies. Maybe you could say that it wouldn't cost them anything extra because they're all just so dedicated to the cause. They're just going to do it for the, you nope. know, the glory of Jesus. I don't believe it. Um, but uh, – well, in theory, though, right? Like the, you, could, you could have some okay. real fundamentalist mercenaries that are just going to do it for the glory of Jesus. And you know, they're going to perish uh, for, you know, for his glory in that case because they're going to be up against other people that are doing it for a paycheck. And uh, it's going to be a very costly process to try to do this. It's not to say it couldn't happen, but for all of the paranoid uh, conspiracy theories – or not conspiracy theories, but for all the uh, paranoid ideas about what could possibly happen – I think it's more important to focus on what is happening. And what is happening right now is we do have corruption. It is systemic throughout the police departments of the United States, all the way up as high as the sheriff. was just watching a video, uh, Mark, you were earlier this, uh, this afternoon, of a lady in Colorado who was explaining how her sheriff there in, I think it was Arapahoe County, has been busted for uh, selling meth we and talked about raping uh, teenage boys. Well, by rape you mean, uh, you know, uh, usually they it was consensual. I mean, oh, it was, was it? I'm sorry, I didn't. Uh, I didn't hear her say anything about. Oh, they were drug addicts and stuff. I gotcha. I didn't get that part of the, the story, but uh, she used the term rape, so I just went ahead and took statutory her rape is in many people's minds a ra- rape. I think that's an insult to real rape, but uh, nonetheless, I heard the term rape. She didn't say statutory rape. I mean, rape, these so guys I are coerced. Uh, there's certainly a level of coercion that goes into this. I mean, you know, you get. Well, if I there's mean, coercion, then it's real. that's real rape. You know, holding things over their head. I mean, not uh, necessarily physical coercion, but, uh, you know, I mean, they, that's power. Right. Well, the we could put, you in a jail cell. could put you in a jail cell if you don't give me a BJ, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. It, don't, don't act like that statement has never been, I'm been not spoken, acting right? I'm like that. Yep. Uh, so my point is. These things are happening now. We have the largest incarcerated population of any country in the world. Yeah, but all those countries have monopolistic uh, police agencies, too. That's true. But per capita, I'm just talking about the difference between the paranoid idea that uh, some fundies might put together a dangerous police department versus the fact that we have a dangerous police Everybody department Everybody knows today. that there are problems with the, the law enforcement agencies as they exist here and in it every other country, too. The market protection agencies couldn't be worse because competition brings out the best, and, and they're in not that—they're un- not historically that uncommon to hire a Pinkerton um, to protect whatever your goods or services were back in the day. Was not an uncommon thing to do. I mean, Pinkerton men were feared. Uh, it was—it was the sheriff who was going to lay around and do nothing. I mean, it was the Pinkerton men that would—you uh, know—the the ones that were going to would be willing to to fight and die for you. So that's they were my the, they were the special forces of back then. That, that's my answer. I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible, the theory that you've uh, proposed here tonight. Obviously, anything that, that's anything is possible. But is it likely? I would say not really. But it brings up another important point, and that is that if you were to live in an area where the population is heavily fundamentalist, because you pointed out that the, fund, the fundies are a small percentage across the United States, 
But if we're talking about the Bible Belt or some sort of, you know, small town where let's uh, let's say a bunch of fundies happen to live nearby one another, uh, you know, you've got the what are you, the fundamentalist Christ uh, Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, mm-hmm. uh, fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ. Anyway, these guys have essentially cloistered little towns. Right, they have total control over a certain geographic area. That would not be a place for someone who was let's say sexually uh, liberated to move to. <laughs> Probably shouldn't hang out with those folks. Right. So, I think that in a more liberty-oriented uh land, you would have more deliberate communities of people who are of a like mindset because it just makes sense. I mean, I love the idea of a melting pot. I want people of, you know, different uh, nationalities or colors or whatever to move together and uh, bring, you know, wonderful food and But not uh, everybody feels that same way. Together. And but I would want those people that want to be uh, cloistered to be cloistered and I would not want to be anywhere near them. I don't want to live in a town where 80% of the people there are Christian fundamentalists. I don't, I'm not interested in that, if they're the kind of fundamentalists that are going to aggress against their, their peaceful neighbors. And there's no reason why in a you know, more free market environment you wouldn't see some really extreme contr- you know, areas of control where some people really want to have that. Like, for instance, the uh, Ave Maria town in Florida set up by a former, or I guess a Catholic uh, former owner of Domino's, I think, is the guy that set this up he is a very devout catholic kind of guy and he's set up some certain rules for his town that he's created and if you want to come into this town you've got to abide by those rules and that includes the businesses so remember when we were talking about it years ago when they were first planning this or this uh this town they weren't going to allow walgreens to sell contraception nope no condoms here in ave maria right you know walgreens sure you can come in and do business here in our town but you shan't be selling the things that we don't want you to sell. You can sell beer. You can sell cigarettes. We as Catholics don't care about those. But no, 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 no little rubber balloon. No balloons either. And it's fully within it's uh, it's fully within their purview as the private property owners to make a choice like that. And so each person would be choosing deliberately where they want to live. Now the only problem you run into there is the people that are born into that situation, and that's obviously tragic. But right now we still have people being born into tragic controlling. Uh, situations and they they deserve to have the chance at freedom as well in which case there could be some sort of underground railroad to get them out so we have that with the fundamentalist fundamentalist church of jesus christ of latter-day saints where people are helped to escape those folks it's free talk live if you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate well i know a guy who's really great it's the realtor mark warden you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers too. Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealEstate.com This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. 855-453-SACL-CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian and Mark. And you can join us over at freetalklive.com. A lot of uh, features are waiting for you there, including archives. Click and download as many as you want. They go all the way back to late 2006. Totally free for you at freetalklive.com. And then on the left-hand side of the page, you can actually click over to our SoundCloud page to reach the archives in a, uh, a different manner rather than just downloading them. SoundCloud allows you to share them with your friends on Facebook or Twitter or whatever your social networking preference. And it's a big deal for us when you take the time 
to simply share one episode per week of Free Talk Live because it helps introduce your friends or family, uh, co-workers, whatever, to this program, meaning more people will listen, which is a good thing for us. So please take a moment. If you've enjoyed one of our shows this week, pull that up, click the share button, and share it on your favorite social networking site. Also, something else that uh, you might want to consider doing while you're online is uh, dropping by Free State Project. Org. That's where you can go to learn more about the Free State Project, the movement of liberty-oriented people converging on one place. And New Hampshire was chosen. I actually uh, had a nice meeting with the New Hampshire Civil Liberties Union today about some of the outrageous things that the government people are doing to some of the activists up here. And there was, uh, you know, not a lot of real, uh, I guess, knowledge amongst the, you know, regarding this uh, Free State Project amongst the Civil Liberties Union, they you know, had heard some things about it, but really didn't know that much about it. So you know, we're still on the beginning cusps of uh, this whole Free State Project thing. Even though there are already over a thousand people here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, there's still plenty of people, even people who are you know, politically connected or should be more connected with issues than others. They really just don't know much about yeah. the Free State Project and, and what it's all about. So uh, come on up here, join the, the fun. And there's a lot to do, whether it's politics, civil disobedience, making media, or doing street theater. There's just a lot going on, and you can do things if there's, you know, there's a bunch that's already happening, but if there's something that's not happening that you want to see happen, just start it and then promote it, and other people will likely jump on board, presuming it's a good idea. You can go to freestateproject.org to learn more. That's freestateproject.org. Mark, I know you had another issue with uh, market police. Put that on hold. We'll get to it in a moment here. Uh, Jeremy's on the line in Philly. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Jeremy in Philadelphia going once. Hello. Can you guys hear me? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Okay, yeah, hey, there's been some great discussions the last week about conspiracy theories, and um, I've I've uh, been turned on to the ideas of liberty through the conspiracy movement, and although I don't, I've really changed my ideas a lot and have moved away from that. Um, I, because I, I uh, Ian, I've I've heard you talk about the conspiracy movement, and you have a close friend you were talking about that kind of delved really deep down the rabbit hole and sort of isolated himself and sort of got moved toward defeatism. And you know, I have a family member that I woke up. That's really gotten into the alien thing, and oh boy. but I think that um, I think the I think the conspiracy movement there is that bad aspect of it, but uh, we we really have a lot in common with the conspiracy movement, and really the the conspiracy movement wants wants liberty. Well, I guess a lot of them want to return to the Constitution, but I mean we have a lot in common with the conspiracy movement, and the uh, cons- um, they're fighting for a lot of the same things that we believe in and oh yeah i'm not saying i wouldn't work with uh with those folks i just have concerns that's all i hate to see people uh you know in a defeatist mindset i and i hate to see people of the belief that every you know everywhere around the corner is some sort of spook that's uh keeping an eye on them and you know that you know leaving down the world of uh a paranoia and uh and I, i just think it's really detrimental to a human being well well yeah i can understand that but i also about their methods I really, um, Alex himself. I've listened to him a, a lot, and That's he'll Alex say, Jones. you know, yes, he'll say, pick an issue, get passionate about it, grassroots, local stuff, get involved. Like he, he doesn't really. And I know that you guys are are doing a centralized project in New Hampshire. I think it's a great idea. I'd love to move up there. But uh, Alex really. Uh, 
uh, he really tries to get people working within their own communities. And you you could say that that's not too effective, but uh, he's uh, I've heard I, I've heard a lot of his listeners talk about how they're spreading the ideas of liberty, and not not all of them are yelling at people and getting angry and freaking out. Um, and I've even heard him give advice to people on the show about taking action and and whole say to people, look, hand them the DVD, say this is really controversial, it's really interesting, take a look at it, tell me what you think. Not all of the approaches are fear-driven, uh, anger-driven. It's just sometimes he can get like that on his show, but I really think a lot of people in his movement, the conspiracy movement, do have a cool head and aren't aren't really necessarily propagating the extremist, the, the extreme of what could happen. But, but I think... Okay, wait, I wait think before we go on. I, I, I want to address probably this. true. I want to address this. I think you're probably right when it comes to this, but you know, one of my concerns is, is that most of the videos that I get from the conspiracy theorist type aren't pro-liberty videos. They're pro-conspiracy theory videos. You know, they'll be saying, you know, loose change. And they're, they're always harping on the, you know, I know a secret and here's, you know, here, here's the hint to what the secret is and, and that kind of thing. And it doesn't so many times. And I don't, you know, so many times. I'm not going to point at any one person. I don't listen to Alex Jones's show that much. When I've met him, he's an awesome dude. And, you know, fine. I got nothing bad to say about him. But I do will say that many of the conspiracy theorists I've met they're constantly talking about the new world order and you know the the big bad guys that are around the world and um, you know I mean it, it, a lot of them believe they it, can just elect the right people. It drips bigotry and uh, you know it often bigotry. Uh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Come on, uh, a lot of people look at uh, international bankers as a oh, as a term for Jew. Okay, true. So I mean, I just don't see. In a lot of cases, I don't see the conspiracy theorists doing much for liberty. I often see them doing a lot for conspiracy theories, which does nothing. I think that's all okay. true. I think I think that you know that both of your observations are probably accurate because uh, Jeremy, maybe you are more uh, likely to encounter maybe more of the liberty-oriented uh, conspiracy people, and maybe Mark, you're more likely to get emails from the more conspiracy kookery kind of uh, people. And because there is a, there's always a range. I'm going to get emails just for saying what I said. Right. I mean, th- there's always a range in any movement, right? So you know, you've got the people that are maybe more liberty-oriented, but also believe in conspiracies. I know some of those people personally you know they've come to the uh, the free state project uh, porcupine freedom festival there was even like a a panel about conspiracy versus skepticism and there was some i guess clashing on that panel uh so supposedly some good discussion i believe all the panels are being posted by the way for those that haven't uh, d- didn't make it to pork fest you can see all those over at freekeen.com uh, jj's been doing a great job of cranking out those panels uh, several per week and uh, so, yeah, I mean, I know some of those folks that are definitely liberty-oriented conspiracy people. Mm-hmm. And then there are the just the conspiracy conspiracy people who just believe that the world is controlled by a select group of men and that there's no hope for the future. And then there's people in between there who believe the world's controlled by a select group of men. But if we just elect the right men, then that could change everything. And there's just the whole range. But hey, Mark. Um, I remember you made a really good comment, and you said if JFK was the most successful conspiracy theory, and it was, what has that done? What has it accomplished? It's really interesting because con- uh, the conspiracy theorists will respond to that, and they'll respond in a way, and 
they, they, they will give you an answer that can't be measured. Well, the collective consciousness was raised and another attack was prevented. Well, how can you measure something that was prevented? You can't prove it or measure that. So they'll often respond to you with something that's not even that tangible. You know, and the, the, the thing is, is there are things in this world that can't be measured. There's no doubt about it. I, I can't say. I would say, I would agree with people that say that there are people out there that want to rule the world. I would argue that there is not one group of them and that you don't know their plans. Uh, I would say that if there are, I know that there are people out there that want to rule the world, and I'll bet you that there's several different groups of them, that they know that grouping together makes them successful, and there's several different groups of them, and that they all have different plans, and uh, those plans, uh, you know, uh, you know, run the gamut. That of, seems more plausible of, to me. of different stuff, but you know, I I just it always seems silly to, for me to be some some dude who drives a dented up car who lives in a you know an eight hundred square foot house who has one kid in in Keene, New Hampshire, to, to suggest that I might know what the New World Order is planning to do. You're a gatekeeper. I mean, what kind of hubris I must be claiming for myself to suggest that I know what the most the richest, most powerful jet-setting, people that fly jets and have orgy parties and live in an entirely different lifestyle than I do, that what they're going to do with the world. I mean, it just, to me, it's silly. Jeremy, any other thoughts? Well, I'd just like to end uh, my call by saying I love the Sunday show. Uh, Mark, I think you're a great uh, balance or counter to Stephanie. And it's a really great show because I really don't, uh, I'm not really much into gender issues, but I do enjoy hearing about it. And uh, I think, uh, I think it's, I think it's a great show. Excellent, sir. Glad you're enjoying it. Thanks for the call tonight, Jeremy. appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. More about market police, objections, also whatever you want to talk about coming up in Hour 2. It's Free Talk Live. In the amazing universe of podcasts, one podcast stands alone in excellence of broadcasting and neurology. It's verbalsurgery.com that's right verbalsurgery.com get your brain in gear get it full speed ahead get it going right now baby because you are awesome 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 and this podcast when you listen to it you will feel better right now so go to verbalsurgery.com get with the program baby is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here, 855-453-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that are waiting for you there as we launch here into the second hour of the program. As usual, a bunch of stuff to talk about here uh, on tap for tonight. But, of course, your calls, if you make them, will be the primary element of the show, 855-450-FREE. We've been sharing an email to uh, I guess catch you up if you just happen to be tuning in. Uh, the email is from David, and he's pretty excited about the idea of market-based protection services, competing market in protection, where you aren't forced to pay for a one-size-fits-all solution. Whether you like the government police or not, you're forced to pay for them. And I, uh, you know, I find some of the police in my area likable personally, but I don't appreciate some of the work that they do. I don't appreciate them arresting peaceful people. 
and I don't like the idea of paying to keep my friends and others that I don't know that have never harmed another human being in a cage. And unfortunately, if I decide I want to stop paying for those services, they're going to put me in a cage. They're going to take my house from me, and that's what they'll do to you as well. So I think that needs to change, and uh, so apparently David likes that idea. But his question for us was, what sort of holes can uh, could be poked in this idea of market-based protection? What what objections? Everything has its drawbacks, right? Yeah, what, what drawbacks can you think of? And of course, if you can think of some, please uh, hit us up here at 855-450-FREE. Of course, we've also posted to uh, Facebook and Twitter about that uh, question. You're welcome to leave a comment there. If for whatever reason you are petrified of a phone or you just you know maybe can't get to one, uh, so you can uh, join us over at Twitter. And Facebook. You can go to twitter.freetalklive.com, also facebook.freetalklive.com. Mark, you had another uh, point that you wanted to bring up. Yeah, I'm not sure that this entirely uh, focuses directly on com- you know competitive market-based uh, security agencies, but it does kind of talk about a world in the future where um, this world will you know, th- th- this world would, you know, eschew, say, government uh, agencies and things like that in favor of uh, market-based stuff. And I think that people would want, like, uh, a lot of people that uh, distrust the government want more privacy. Okay. So yeah. there, there are some people that want privacy because they believe the government is dangerous and intrusive. And I don't disagree with them. Mm-hmm. And there's some people that just want privacy. Some of them are criminals. Some of them are, you know, uh, you know, they, they're, they're like real criminals, not criminals that hurt people. Uh, you know, they're all kinds of different people want privacy. Um, and, you know, some of them just normal folks. You know, you never know why somebody wants privacy. But I don't think you probably have much privacy in a world where uh, there's like these rating agencies where people have um, sort of, you know, their their rating as to their credit rating. I don't have know. much. Hold on. You don't have much privacy today. Uh, there's all kinds of information out there about you. And there are companies, private companies and governments that share that information. So, yeah. But when I go to a store, an agency and I swipe my card, they don't know necessarily who I am or what I'm doing. Um, you know, I mean, they're and that may very well be the kind of. Uh, you know, knowledge that people want to have about people they're doing business with. Are we talking about like the grocery store or something? Yeah, like that? it might very well be the grocery store. Look, if I'm going to sell my car to somebody, maybe I want to sell it to them on payments. I need mm-hmm. to have information about that person. I need to be able to swipe their card with my uh, smartphone Completely and know reasonable. exactly who they are. There are reasons why the marketplace needs to know information about you. I mean, whether we're talking about, uh, you know, banks or loan mm-hmm. officers or we're talking about just a simple uh, transaction at a, at a store, there's different amounts of information that are required in order to engage in most of these transactions. And that has absolutely nothing to do with the government today. That's just the way the market plays. You know, you look at grocery stores and the customer loyalty cards that they have. A lot of people are very upset about these things. These are unpopular in a, a number of circles where people are concerned with privacy. Whether or not it's about the government getting their, informa- the, their hands on that information, people are still concerned with just having the grocery store know the information about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, in a lot of the cases, the grocery store does not check your information when you fill out their forms. You can just fill out John Smith on right. there. I have one to. where Captain America is going to buy gro- <laughs> groceries on a pretty regular basis. So, yeah, I mean, you can do that. But also, some stores realize that the marketplace, some in the marketplace, desire that privacy, and they cater to that. 
there are stores. There's one store here in town that advertises that they don't have the customer loyalty card. You you know, it's like you never need a card to shop at our store. That kind of thing. Yep. So the you know the market responds to what people want. If people want privacy, they'll figure out ways to help them stay private. But ultimately, most people don't really care about no, that. No, they mostly and don't. And be, because people want products and services, and they want them in a Facebook fast is a real good example as to how people don't want really want privacy. Right. They uh, they want them in a fast manner. They want them in a, uh, in a manner that is uh, you know quick to deliver at a low price. And in a lot of cases, giving up identifying information can facilitate that. So the fact is, th- this isn't even a conversation about government. This is just a conversation about privacy. And whether or not government exists, there will still be companies that want your information, and there will still be people that don't want to give that information up. Yep. And ultimately, if you're the kind of person who wants privacy... And you know, I have some experience with uh, with being private. I'm not so private anymore, uh, but uh, I, I live that lifestyle. Yep. And uh, and and I know that if you want to be private, and and Boston Tea Party actually wrote a book on this. It's where I learned a lot about it. Uh, it's called uh, I think it's called Privacy. Yeah, we'll just look for Boston Tea Party and privacy. You'll find it. Uh, Bulletproof privacy. That's what it's called. And uh, anyway, the idea, the general idea behind privacy is if if that's something that's important to you then you're going to have to spend time and money working to become as private as you possibly can. So there's, again, we're talking about a spectrum here, right? There's the level of privacy where you just kind of opt out of things that are common, like uh, like a cash card or whatever, or a uh, you know grocery store card. And then there's the level of privacy where you're living in the woods and no one knows where you live and they don't know what your real name is and they don't, you know, all of these things. Yeah. So, you know, whatever level of privacy you want for yourself, it's going to take effort for you to attain that and it's going to cost you. Because, for instance, Mark, you mentioned that uh, if you're getting a loan or there's some sort of thing that uh, you have to make payments on, the person loaning you that money is going to want to know who you are. So you have to, in order to avoid those situations, have cash. I mean, if you you're talking about the world today. What I'm saying is it may very well be that stores don't actually want to do business with you or they want to set their pricing based on the kind of person with whom they're dealing. Like, you know, I can tell you as a business owner, I absolutely want to do business with certain types of people and I don't want to do as much business you mean the ones with that other types of people. Pay their bills, those kinds of people? I not just that. I mean, there's all kinds of people. I don't want to do, you know, I don't want to as a business be, even be associated with certain types of behavior. I don't see how this matters regarding the government. Why does it matter? I'm confused. Like right now, you can decide who you do business with. So why does this have anything to do with the because future? Because because I can decide who I want to do business with, but I don't have that much information about them, and I would like to have more information. Go and the and statement uh, that I'm making. With- Wait a second. You asked me a question. Let me answer your question. Just hush for a second. You asked me what this has to do with a world where, um, you know, we there, where there is there, there's really no monopolistic government, and I'm telling you, I think that world could have less privacy. I don't understand how the government has anything to do with that. There won't be in a government. Aren't we talking about a world without a government? Right. I don't understand how whether the government exists, a monopoly on violence, has any bearing on whether or not people are private or not private or Because whatever. governments can pass laws. Because, because the government believes the, – the claims that the Constitution uh, gives a right to privacy. So currently people have Only some level – Only from the government. 
the right to the Constitution only creates restrictions on the government. Of course, we know they. I ignore believe them. that this level of privacy could exist outside of a, a situation where you know the government uh, inf, you know enforces it upon us or doesn't enforce it upon us. I think that this could happen anyway. I think you're right on that. Look, man, if what you want is more information about your clients or people you're dealing with, the information's there. Go ahead and sign up for uh, Intellius or whatever it is. You can go online. There are all kinds of uh, information aggregators out there. Companies make it their business to know about you. Uh, go to zabasearch.com and type in your name. Check it out. Zabasearch. Z-A-B-A. I'm sure they have my addresses. Search. All kinds of things. .com. They've got your history of addresses there. Well, that's, well a lot of good that's going to do to them. You know, I mean, seven years ago, I lived uh, someplace in, you know, Bradenton, the Florida. Point big, is, fat, hairy It's deal. just an example for you, Mark, of the information that's available free for somebody that wants to go and find it. Uh, there's a... This is what com- certain companies do, these information aggregator companies. If it's important to you to learn more about people, you can. If you're not doing it, it's not the government that's stopping you. It's you not wanting to go spend the thirty nine ninety nine to sign up for the yearly uh, p- package at whatever informational provider they have. The private investigators can tell you anything you want to know about somebody. 855-450-FREE. SACL CAI toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. And if you don't want to end up in those databases, then you have to do the due diligence to stop it. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 855-450-FREE. SACL, C-A-I, toll-free line. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. All the features are free there, including the mobile site. Those of you with a smartphone, you can just go to m, as in mobile.freetalklive.com, and get access to our live streams there. We've got the broadband version, mid-band, and narrowband, so different stream bit rates for different size and uh, speed internet connections over at m.freetalklive.com. Dot com. As we continue here, we will take your phone calls about anything. But first, I want to tell you about a great site that you can visit to get all kinds of liberty-oriented news and opinion. That's right. It's freedomsphoenix.com. Uh, over there, you can. It's I do use it for show prep on a pretty regular basis. Um, oftentimes, many of the stories that are at uh, freetalklive.com uh, are over at freedomsphoenix.com. It's a great news aggregator. Whether you're uh, you know looking for information on the economy, technology, communications, or the rise of the police state, you can go to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. I get it. All right, so let's go to you and your calls and your thoughts. Shadow is listening in Huntsville to WBHP. Hello, Shadow. Hello there. Hey. Yes, I'm, I was paying close attention to what you were talking about in databases. And what I want to know is how can a person get out of those things, man? I mean, I don't like it. I was raising my folks. We always believed in privacy. In fact, we had around a 10-foot-high hedge all the way around our yard. And, of course, guess who got to clip it? But you know, anyway, we had there. We believed in privacy. And, and I'm having a little trouble with identity theft right now that I gotta keep working on. So how? And I must be coming out of some in databases. 
So what can you do to get out of them things? You can't. Uh, I mean, the information they have, it's theirs. I mean, they've acquired it through various different agreements that they have with other information collectors and providers. Uh, there's all kinds of information being sold and shared out there about you. Uh, but it's all old information. Uh, it's, it's information that is only current to now. And if you want to change that, then you have to change your habits. You have to change uh, the way People, you People, places, live. and things. So, you know, give up the bank account, give up the credit cards, uh, you know, move to anonymous transactions like maybe Bitcoin or, you know, a Bitcoin-based card or a prepaid card, uh, you know, get some... Cash. Right. Uh, get, uh, start using an alias. I mean, there are all kinds of things that you can do now to ensure that you have more privacy. Uh, you know, rent a house from somebody that's not going to run a credit check on you, which means you have to pay them cash in order to avoid that sort of thing. You can open an LLC named John Smith. And, um, when you open that LLC, then that LLC can get, uh, you know, things in its name. Like it could if it has credit, but it won't have credit right out the gate. So you'll have to have cash. You will basically have to. To have cash in order to get out of this system, uh, That's uh, or true. you know, or bitcoins or whatever. They want most of your information when it comes to credit, right? So, well, uh, I you, didn't ask to get in the, in this system right here. They don't have my permission to do so. It so uh, doesn't matter. Like Anytime you fill out some kind of a form, in- indignation will not get you out of the system. Anytime you fill out some kind of a form or an application or something like that, you are consenting to giving up your information. You consented right then when you filled out the form at the doctor's office or when you filled out the form to apply for uh, renting a house or certainly to buy, you know get a loan, uh, etc. All of these things, you consented to give up your information in return for some sort of service that you desired more than you desired your information sorry to be the bearer of bad news shadow <laughs> but you yeah, can well, change it i don't it. think they just spread it around like that you're supposed to be trusting these local people like that well you don't know who gave up the info i mean there's all kinds yeah, of uh, agreements and you, you can't really place the blame on anybody in particular you can certainly blame governments i mean lots of drivers licensing bureaus they sell, sell their information. information wholesale to various different marketers and then those marketers sell their their information to other marketers and uh-huh. anytime you you give up your information whether it's something as simple as an email address or something as detailed as a social security number or or physical address uh, you know, life history, things like that. I mean, I'm looking here at Intellius, Mark. Uh, they they know your alias. I mean, they know your name's Man- Manwich. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> Thanks, Shadow, for the call. Good luck. Appreciate okay. hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, I mean, they know uh, where Manwich you was my uh, alias on the show, what, I mean, seven or eight years well, ago. Yes, a long time ago. And I can't imagine you put that down on too many forms. I can't, no. yeah. So let's go to Agony. Why would I? Right, exactly. Agony, listening in Austin, Texas. So these guys have their ways of, uh, of gathering info, and I'm sure they're very, very good at it. If that's if it's your business, Mark, to sell advertising, it's their business to get your information, yeah. and they know their business. They can't be as good as me. Let's talk to Agony, listening in Austin. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello? Hey, Agony, what's on your mind tonight? All right, so I watched a movie for the first time uh, two days ago called The Hunger Games. Oh, yeah. And uh, the protagonist, she volunteers for the game. And she's like the first person to do it in 74 years. That's right. And that struck me as a little bit uh, improbable because the people living in that society are really impoverished. So it seems like there would have been more people who would have actually volunteered for the game. 
Well, how many people do you know? Of course, we're talking about The Hunger Games. I presume a lot of our listeners have seen it, but not everybody has. Uh, this is a movie based on a, a very popular book series. There will likely be a second and third movie as well. Uh, in the beginning of the film, the uh, protagonist has a younger sister who has chosen to participate in these uh, deadly games that they hold every year or so or whatever. And uh, basically, they put 12 young people into a foresty kind of area. And hunt them. And they hunt each other. Uh, uh, and they uh, end up killing off one another until there's only one remaining. So I don't think it's too unrealistic to believe that most people wouldn't want to uh, volunteer for their their own doom. Oh, yeah, but um, it seemed like a lot of the people were so impoverished that they were uh, near starvation. Well, it is a movie, so you well, do have to suspend There are disbelief. people around the world that are near starvation, and, I mean, uh, they could... You know, kill their neighbors and stuff like that for food, and they they generally don't. Right, um, the I drive mean, to live is pretty strong among the human animal. Yeah, I mean, you know, if if the movie didn't allow you to suspend disbelief, then they failed in that particular area. That's what a movie's about. You know, I mean, I uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, uh, while how while people will be watching like superhero movies and stuff like that, and then see some little bit of it, uh, I mean, there's people flying around shooting energy bolts out of their hands, and they'll see l- some little bit like, oh, that banker wouldn't have let him go without <laughs> checking his credit card or whatever. I mean, you know, it's just uh, it it's it's interesting how we can't suspend disbelief in certain areas. Did you like the movies. movie Agony? Uh, yeah, it, I went ahead and watched it again last night too. Okay, well then, you know, there you go. If you liked it enough to watch it a second time, it must have been okay. And uh, I did it. We hopefully cleared that up for you. Anything else you want to share? Um, yeah, I was just wondering that uh, in a free society that's based on the non-aggression principle, it seems like people could actually run the Hunger Games in the real world if people were willing to volunteer for it. Well, right now we have uh, people that beat themselves up uh, in these various different uh, kickboxing arenas. Take a look at regular boxing. I mean, you can almost be guaranteed your mind isn't going to make it through that. Yep, so uh, I think you're right. I mean, there is this certain uh, certain group of people in society that are interested in seeing violence, physical violence, and uh, and, and as far as I'm concerned, uh, it's not interesting to me. But if that's what they want to do with their lives and their money, then it's none of my business. Thanks, Agony, for the call. I appreciate it. 855-453. Mark, did you see The Hunger Games? No. You didn't end up seeing it? No, you know, whatever. You probably should rent it, though. Good chance. Why should I? I don't know. It was like a big deal for the Liberty community, I guess. 855-453. Yeah, it wasn't really too Liberty-oriented of the film, but they had some themes. 855-453. You take control. Free Talk Live. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and two XM channels. FTL has also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. is Free Talk Live. Dial in, toll-free, bring up anything you want, 855-450-FREE, and we promise we'll respect your privacy if you call in. You don't even have to tell us your real name. Uh, you can call in and claim to be calling from anywhere you want to. I'm thinking Agony's real name wasn't Agony. Yeah, probably true. 
855-450-FREE. That's uh, the toll-free number here. Of course, you can join us on our website over course, at freetalklive.com. What does real mean when it comes to a name? Yeah, it's true. Uh, my name is not what I was given as uh, as a child. And uh, so I guess there's the legal name, and then there's a name that you could just call yourself. And you can call yourself whatever you want here. So you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Also, when you're signing up for freetalklive.com, you're also not required to give up any identifying information except for an email address, which, of course, you could technically use some sort of throwaway email so you can completely retain your privacy. But, again, you got to know how to do these things. Learning about privacy takes time. It takes effort to do these things, and uh, we can continue here in moments. SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable. If you've got a business and you got into that business in order to do that business and not do accounts receivable, well, SACL CAI can handle that vexing task for you. Whether it's collections or layout billing or purchasing charged off receivables, SACL CAI's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients too. SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's top one on the right-hand side of the page. All right, so we'll continue here at 855-450-FREE. Now, just to uh, go back around here in a moment, Mark, there is more to the email, is there not? That's from, correct. That we started the show out with. We'll get to, get to that. But any further thoughts on the uh, the issue of privacy that you know you wanted to get out there? I, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, I wonder what the value is sometimes. Um, you know, I've got a friend of mine who's constantly looking for the next uh, for the you know the the, the imminent collapse of uh, the United States uh, in the world's economy, and. Uh, you know, the, thinks that in that time period that the government's going to get very tyrannical. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, if if the government gets much more tyrannical than it does, then I can see why uh, privacy might be a good thing. If for whatever reason I wasn't, uh, you know, say paying income tax or something, I might want to be more difficult to find. But, right. you know, today, that's not how I feel. I mean, I don't really have anything to be afraid of. Not that I don't have anything to hide, but that I don't have anything to be afraid of. Well, I mean, there are always government aggressors who could do something to you. Whether they, yeah, you're they could. Or they not. could, but they could do what they could do whatever they want anyway. Right. Whether you're private or not, they're going to do something to you. And actually, uh, as we've seen, if you get picked up by the government aggressors and you attempt to retain your privacy at that point, they don't tend to take to that very well. No, they tend not to. Uh, in a lot of cases, they will lock you in a cage until you decide to give them information. That's what happened to our friend Sam, who was locked in a cage for 58 days. Yeah, almost, six, almost two months. Because he refused to give them information. Now, they knew who he was. Yeah. They found out a few days in, basically. It took him like a, maybe a week max to, uh, to discover what his legal name was and learn about him. They did the research and they found out. I mean, they've got tools that, that allow them to sure. do that. But the fact that he wouldn't give them the information... Is why they kept him in the cage. Sick stuff. So yeah, he went on a hunger strike, lost a bunch of weight. And- yeah, it was bad. Uh, and so you know you don't have privacy when you're in the cage. If you don't give up your information, they'll just keep you there. Yeah, the right to remain silent. Nonsense. It's all just a big joke. So you want to be private? Take the time to learn about it. There are. It's harder today than ever before. That much is true because of you know because of the information uh, superhighway. Uh, it's pretty easy for informa- for information to flow around and for uh, different companies to share it and to sell it. Uh, it's very easy for that to happen. 
So it's harder now than ever before. But we do have interesting tools today that hadn't existed before, like the Bitcoin, for instance. That is, I think, a really unique tool that can help people stay private in, in certain financial aspects, oh, uh, for pl- instance. Pretty much all of them, if yeah. you want. Well, right, because you can stay uh, completely private from from the word go with bitcoin i mean you can take cash and turn them into bitcoins without revealing any of your identifying information to anybody now western union's going to ask you for identifying information when you go to their little phone kiosk and try to you know when you use bitinstant.com to turn cash into bitcoins I used but major, you can lie to them you don't have to tell them what the truth is i used a major bank and they didn't ask me for word one really nothing that's excellent so you walked into a bank at which you do not have an account that's correct. And deposited cash um, into a you know account. They don't they don't care if you're depositing cash into an open account. I mean you know that's that's what they're for. Mm. So they didn't ask me for anything. I was very you know I knew that my listeners would want to know that information. Yep. And so that gives you a tool. And there are other tools out there likely that are being created by or already have been created by privacy minded people who know what they're doing when it comes to privacy and who can who can help you. I mean, you look at the Silk Road, there are people selling fake IDs on there, for instance. You know, that's another way for you to kind of create an identity. There are there's one person on there who claims to be selling. Now, whether it's you know the veracity of their claims, I don't know, but uh, they claim to be selling a create a new identity kit where they give you the information that you need because it's really all about knowing how to do these things you get the information you need to supposedly create an id you'd think that would be available for free on the internet once one person buys it then you know they put it on the internet yeah you'd think I guess I don't know, Mark. I'd, I'd be I, skeptical of that. I well, I'm obviously skeptical. I mean, you're talking about the Silk Road. You don't know who the sellers are, so uh, it's who knows what the again the the legitimacy of it is. But there's information out there. Buyer beware. You know, do your due diligence, do research, and take your time to learn about privacy if that's something that interests you. Otherwise, hey, be an open book. You'll certainly get things uh, fast and cheap, and uh, you know. It's that's what the world is now. I mean, yeah, it's, that's it's what Facebook's all about. I mean, you know, that's what the, the internet's all about. I mean, you're wide open out there. But then again, you choose what to put on Facebook. You know, you put the information on there that you want to reveal. Right. The more you use the internet, um, you know, just sort of in the normal ways, the more information you're giving up. All right. So moving back to the email box where David is uh, talking about market-based protection services. Right. So he's going back and uh, talking about uh, these sort of market-based protection agencies and stuff like that. Um, He says, so – um, let's, let me, I'm going to go back a sentence here. I was wondering if there was anything that you don't like about the idea of private police. Also, I'm curious about traffic control. Unfortunately, not everyone can be trusted behind the wheel, which I think we can all agree on. And how would that work? Obviously, I don't see fines as being the answer anymore, as it would uh, just invite abuse. What would discourage careless drivers from being so careless? These are really good questions, and I don't have a good answer for it. But I can tell you that privacy is not going to be very easy to have if we're talking about a roadway situation where we want to know who's who and who's the bad driver and who's not so it might be difficult to be private on on a road like that but then again who knows what the who knows what mechanisms the market will come up with uh to help keep people safe on the roads we we already know right now what the mechanisms the marketplace will come up with to some extent i mean the fact is that uh you know governments are making it difficult for google to have its unmanned car Mm. on their roads uh 
Um, oh, yeah, that under would the, solve Under everything. the guise of making it easier, they're making it harder. And the fact is that um, we know that uh, you know government regulations get in the way of technology. We probably would already have the flying cars probably. if it wasn't for this. But let's just talk about this Google unmanned car. It's here. It's They're here testing it right now. You would, um, I mean, it has had one accident, and that accident is when somebody hit it. Really? Um, right. Uh, somebody hit the car, and th- this thing, <laughs> this thing is incredible technology that would alleviate so would use existing roads without having to do any upgrades to the roads. Um, it would make it so that I mean, imagine traffic where these cars can g- all get within. A foot of each other. They can mm-hmm. bunch in real tight. Traffic would be alleviated. Uh, you know, they'd be, they'd be moving along at 90 miles an hour like one big organism, um, you know, swishing in and out and, and that kind of thing. And it would be amazing. So I don't know. I mean, basically what my answer is, is that probably cars, uh, you, you, I mean, I would prefer. Maybe you'd have the Google road and you'd have the road for the people that just don't want to do the, you know, the Google thing. Yeah, go, yeah, it's the, uh, the, you know, there's the Mad Max road where you right. can go and go, go over there and uh, hit the, the gas and go 120 <laughs> miles an hour with uh, razor blades flying on your wheels. And then there's the Google road, whereas all you have to do is, uh, you know, get on there and the car will drive you to work. You can take a nap. How sweet would that be? That's what it's going to be like. It's going to change cars entirely. Cars are going to be facing inward where people are going to sit around a table and talk and chat and stuff. Yeah, that would be great. 855-450-FREE. And it's a really interesting example, the Google car, of how even with the crappy road technology that the government has, that they've still been able to design this thing to work. More coming up. Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free, 855-453-SACL-CAI Sickle CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features waiting for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. And here tonight, it's Ian and Mark. Don't forget, you can also support the show via Bitcoins. We talked about them briefly in the last segment in our discussion about privacy and bitcoins not only are a way to stay anonymous online with your transactions, but they're also they make it uh, impossible for the system to get involved in your transactions. In that you don't have to beg any banks' permission to to uh, use bitcoin. You don't have. They to, are a currency. I want to make that clear. Yeah, uh, you don't have to uh, beg any government's permission to use bitcoin. So they're a currency, but not like any other currency no, you've ever been used to. Not like anyone you're used uh, because to. Because they're all, for the most part, issued by governments or corporations. The Bitcoin is neither of those things. It's an open source, decentralized, peer-to-peer system of digital money that uh, can be transferred nearly instantaneously online. And it's incredibly useful for so many different purposes. You can go to weusecoins.org to learn more. That's weusecoins.org. And, of course, you can also go to bitinstant.com to uh, get your hands on some Bitcoins. And as I understand it, there are some really exciting uh, Bitcoin concepts that are going to become a reality soon. Because nobody has to ask anyone's permission. There's no licensing fee. If you want to go out and create some sort of an app for Bitcoin, 
you want to create the the next killer app for Bitcoin, which could be this new Bitcoin card that uh, that they're working on, which sounds awesome to me. Bitcoincard.org, if I'm not mistaken, sounds is, right. Is that website? Uh, nobody had to ask permission to go create the Bitcoin card. They just had to do it. They came up with the idea. The you know Russian oil tycoon came up with the money. Hired the programmers and uh, the whiz kids, and they put it together, and they're working on it, and it uh, should be coming out, uh, what, later this year, early next year, something like that. That card, I'm not going to predict that thing. I think it's so strange that I'm not willing to even uh, predict its existence uh, as coming into existence. But okay. they will be talking – they are talking about a, what I think is much more doable – actually is being done is a, a Bitcoin debit card where you can essentially spend and Bitcoins. Um, and that's you, you not can do the business. Bitcoin card? That's something else? No, that's something else. Ah, the okay. Bitcoin ki- card – you know, would it talks to other Bitcoin cards and right. a little network and that kind of thing? No, this is just a debit card. Either one of them, I think, is a great well, thing. And BitInstant's uh, going to have a way to pay your bills. Um, I mean, you're going to be able to pay your bills, your mortgage and your power bill and all that stuff in Bitcoins very shortly. Yeah. So lots of neat developments Hopefully. are going on there. And the reason why it's developing so quickly, literally within a, a few years, all of these things are cropping up, is simply because no one has to ask permission. There's no intellectual property hanging over this development process, which can really kill ideas. Mm. You know, the idea that you should be able to protect your ideas kills ideas because people who can't use someone else's idea to build upon, to create new wealth with, because that's how you make new wealth. You take existing ideas and add your brain power to them and make them better. But if you have to ask someone's permission, some corporation permission, before you can use their characters or their concepts or their patents or their ideas, then you're just stuck in a legal process before you can even get you know part one done of whatever it is you want to develop. So Bitcoin, uh, we use coins.org to learn more. 855-450-FREE. Uh, to the email box here, uh, this one came to me, Mark. Uh, the last one you had was uh, directed at both of us, but this one came into my email. I don't know if you got this one from no, R. They're probably uh, lambasting me. Go ahead. From R. Allen. No, this has nothing to do with you. It's a response to oh, it all has to do with me, my friend. conversation we had uh, with somebody on the line. Uh, it was probably about two weeks ago now with a, with a man who's angry. Somebody who was on the line with us that was angry, and the way we handled it was very upsetting to R here. He says, your lack of understanding for the man's anger is most disturbing. And, of course, I did understand the man's anger because I've been there. Was I on the call? I don't call? recall. Okay. I've been there. But you've been on calls like this so before. So this is a person who's angry at the government and wants to do something about it? Wants to do something violent, yes. Okay. And uh, so, you know, you've been on calls like that before, whether you're yeah, there for I've this been one on, or not. I've been on a hundred of them. Yeah. So, uh, and I can understand the anger. I really can. And I, you know, if, I, if it didn't seem like I had empathy for him, then I apologize because I certainly do. I've, I've been there and I don't want to go there again. It's a right. very I always place. start that conversation with those people is, look. I understand. Me too. I know what it's like. I've been in you know, those situations where I think that the very best solution in that uh, moment in time is to get some gun and solve some kind of problem in yep. that manner. And it's I've heard you talking about uh, taking tree down in your driveway yeah. and taking them out as they come up. Right. And, and it's ludicrous. I mean, you know, how many you're not going to take anything out. You're going to get taken out. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, these these people only in your dreams are right. They are specialists in dealing with, uh, you know, the violent, uh, you know, lone gunman guy who, uh, you know, says no to them. They're, they're specialists in that. That's right. They've been training it uh, on scenar- uh, scenarios like that for years. 
You and I, not so much. Yep. And uh, even if you and I had been training on those uh, scenarios, we certainly don't have the uh, the manpower to do anything about it. But all of that aside, there are you know other reasons that are practical to where violence is not a good idea. Uh, and that is, of course, people look down on it. Uh, they don't appreciate it. They believe that the government guys have uh, legitimacy that you don't have. And so you're instantly the lone crazy nut job. Or if you're with more than one uh, crazy nut job, you're a group of crazy yeah. nut jobs. Then you're a militia or whatever. And uh, so it's just they ought to be scared. I mean, they have every reason to be scared. The fact is that the government, most governments, this government included, were instituted by a band of armed, dangerous, violent people. Of course, they're they're frightened of this kind of thing. They have every reason to be. I mean, because what they see is another group of people that will enforce their violence upon them. That's what I mean. That's what governments have been up to this point. And as far as most people are concerned, that's what makes them legitimate. People believe the United States government is legitimate. They do not believe that the British government trying to rule over us is legitimate. How can that possibly be? Right. And before you flip out and say, you don't like militias, I've got no problem if you want to go and train in the, you know, the woods and shoot with your friends and, and you know, go through whatever maneuvers that uh, you want to go through. If that's what you, you know, float your boat, by all means, I think that there's some validity in the idea of people defending uh, their their territory from aggressors. I, you know, I don't think there's a I don't think there's a, a problem with the concept of a militia. I think that a militia tends to attract agent provocateurs uh, where you will, if you have a militia, then it's very likely that someone who's an FBI agent is going to come in there and start to offer you things like uh, guns and bombs uh, and encourage you to utilize them to blow up the government because they want to create a plot that will allow them to make a bust and uh, allow them to make themselves look like they're doing something to keep the country safe. So I think that that whether or not militias are a good or a bad idea is irrelevant because they're a target for agents uh, provocateur, and that can be a real problem for people, as we've seen many times over the years. Uh, But let me go on with his uh, email here. You think he's living in a fantasy land? You're the one who's living in fantasy land when you think that everyone running to peachy keen, holding hands, and thinking positive thoughts is going to change anything. I was at Occupy, and I saw how the cops treated the people there and ignored the law to shut down the protest. You yourself have said that the powers that be don't care about their own laws. So how in the hell are you going to change anything by using law and common respect? Hmm, smuggo, laughing boy. So when did you ever suggest using law to uh, solve problems? I don't know if I suggested that, but uh, it, you know, if you did change the laws, then in theory they wouldn't put as many peaceful people in cages. Okay, I, I, you know, I mean, it just doesn't sound like you to suggest law um, as a solution to something. I mean, we were. No, I, I support working within the system. I don't think I it's do. very effective, but I, you know, I oh, think I that, support working within the system too. I just, you know, I mean, that's not a terminology that we use. No, um, you know, I don't want to pass mean, more laws. I would like to change laws to make them, uh, you know, better. Um, and I do think that getting more people into one area, no matter what you do, holding hands and thinking positive thoughts. Probably not the most effective way to get together, but I think a good amount of handholding is fine. I think it builds community. Um, yeah. You know, no big deal there. Um, you know, thinking positive thoughts is usually a good thing for you. Getting outraged and uh, going after the police, you know, go ahead. If, if you think it's an effective solution, go ahead and do it, and we'll see who uh, survives long enough to uh, to have some kind of solutions. Well, you don't really mean that. Because no, I don't. I think it's, it's the stupidest thing I've ever right. heard written by a very angry individual who's probably going to uh, solve his own problems before I ever have to. 
Yeah. Um, going in and doing those things is not going to help anything because whenever somebody goes out with a bang or whenever somebody targets the yeah. police or, or blows up some sort of government uh, facility or, or you know goes after a city council or whatever, uh, you don't see the government fold. You don't see a bunch of people rise up in inspiration no, by that crazy they're man. They're not inspired. Uh, nope. Nope. You can How look inspiring at- was this uh, Jim Holmes guy here in uh, Colorado? I suppose he got a couple other copycats behind him. Yay. Yeah, it hasn't taken down the, the state. Of course, Yay. that wasn't his intention. Who knows but, what his uh, intention was? But, uh, well, his intention was apparently to go and shoot up a, uh, a theater full of people. I don't know. What if it was actually him, we don't know. It's alleged and it hasn't been proven. But there's more to Mr. R. Allen's email here. We will share that in a moment. He's very upset at this whole peace thing. You think holding hands is going to stop these people? 855-450-FREE. You can take control of the airwaves here. I don't know, but I don't. what I do know is I'm not going to lower myself to their violent level. I don't think that changes anything. Hour 3 next. You take control, and your thoughts are welcome as well. 855-450-FREE. I've been told no in many different ways. I give you an order, and you're going to obey it. Who told you can go this way? You can do that, and you have to leave here. You cannot bring time into the rally. Walk with me. Well, I'm, I'm, no, I'm comfortable here, actually. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, 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 hey. Who do you think you Excuse are? Excuse me. There is no video allowed in this office. No, I have work today. This is you ain't gonna make. Wait, no. Wait a minute. Holy 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 Bureaucrats have a funny way of telling people no. That's the sound of the men working on the chain. Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree. Available now free in HD. See it now at victimlesscrimespree.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free, 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. And here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. Uh, We're going to jump back into the email box here, but of course we'll take your calls about anything that you want if you make the call. We, uh, the number again, 855-453. Just before the beginning of this hour, so in the last, the very end of the last hour, we'd started reading an email from R. Allen, and uh, you had actually recognized his name, Mark. I guess he's emailed you a few times in the past. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I hate the idea that he's that upset. I went uh, back and I pulled up his emails as well, and I noticed I have a little tag. You know, Google uh, Gmail has those tags where you can tag like label things. Okay. I have a label that I, I put on emails that I want to read on the air. So we, apparently, I know I've read one of our Alan's emails in the past, and and it was an angry email uh, two years ago when we read his last email. So apparently, he still hasn't gotten out of that uh, that anger paradigm. And and one of the reasons why I I find this a really valuable topic, the the topic of anger and violence against the state. Uh, I find it a really valuable topic is for me, it was an important change in my life uh, because I've been there. I've been in that angry place. I've thought about violence. I've, you know, been, you know, uh, 
I've, I've, I've simmered in that, uh, if you will, and it's, it's not a good place, and I know it's not a good place because I've been there. And so if, if, if by talking about this, if by hashing this issue out on the air, we can help somebody else leave that place of anger and take a step toward peace, I think for themselves, for themselves. I think that that's uh, that's worthwhile. But the issues R. Allen brings up are really important issues as well, and they're tough ones. I mean, he's he's pointing out that he says he was at Occupy, and he says that uh, he saw how cops treated people there and ignore the law to shut down the protest. He yep. says you think that uh, he said you're the one living in a fantasy land if you think that everyone running to Peachy Keen, holding hands and thinking positive thoughts is going to change anything. And so this is a really tricky situation you absolutely do have violent cops out there who are totally above the law in that the law does nothing in some cases agencies right violent police agencies so there's uh, it's frustrating because you see them hurting people and these people are peaceful and they haven't harmed anybody else and the cops get away with it almost every time although there are some exceptions where there's a video camera around and that kind of changes how things play out but there's still plenty of outrageous things that happen even when there's a video camera around and the cops barely get a, a slap on the wrist. So I can understand how somebody could look at that and think, well, what do you think? Holding out a flower is going to change something? I get it. I really do. And I think that uh, that ultimately I like what Gandhi uh, had to say, and that is that you want uh, you have to be the change you wish to see in the world. And if the world that I want to live in is a peaceful world – then I have to find peace within myself first before that can manifest outward. Because if you're angry inside all the time, you shouldn't be surprised when the rest of the world is an angry and a dangerous and violent place as well. And uh, so let me continue here with uh, R. Allen's email. Before you go on, yeah. I would like to point out that maybe coming to Peachy Keen, um, as he refers to Keene, New Hampshire, and holding hands may not solve any problems. But there are lots of people who have moved for the Free State Project that have uh, gotten involved in the legislature. There have been lots of laws that have been inter- introduced, and a few of them uh, passed. Jury nullification. Uh, is one jury of the nullification. Ones. There's, uh, I-, I think that they got through the ability to, to videotape the police here in New Hampshire. Did they get that one th- that that one uh, through? Uh, um. It passed, you can but I don't know if the it, police. I mean, it, well, that's that was the, um, the the ruling from the Second Circuit Court of Appeals. There was another one about uh, not having to disarm in front of police officers. There was another one about uh, the knife ban is completely gone. Uh, yep. Um, there's another one about uh, you know uh, when in domestic quarrels that not necessarily somebody doesn't necessarily have to go to jail and it shouldn't necessarily be the the male and and that kind of thing. So I mean, there have been some steps in the right direction here, and so yes, I do think it's going to make a difference. Right. I don't know if it's going to fix everything but it's going to make a difference but had somebody gone down and laid siege to the uh, manchester police department uh, a la you know somebody uh, did lay siege to the troy new hampshire police department and he's that's true is the, he in prison or dead what happened to that dude uh good question i don't think he's dead and i don't know if he's in prison that's a good question mark but yeah he actually went in and took out the whole front wall of uh, the troy police department with like a front loader or something like yeah. that and they rebuilt the department with his tax money. Right. So let me go back to uh, R. Allen here. He's got a little bit more he wants to uh, to share with us. He talks about how I'm smug and uh, I'm a laughing boy. That you are. Uh, well, Mark, I don't know. I, I believe in peace. So you're I guess smug. that makes me smug. Uh, the man's solution may not be plausible, no, smug. but he's closer to what generally works in history than you. Now, he's talking about a man who called the shows very angry, wanted to, to commit violence on the state. He says he's closer to what generally works in history than you. And it's certainly true that history is replete with examples of people getting violent. 
But ultimately, has it really worked? Has violence really worked to create a more peaceful place? If you look at the uh, the book, uh, what was, is it called Civil Action? Um, Erica, shoot, what's the last name? We, we interviewed this author who had- Chenoweth? Chenoweth, uh, that had done a uh, the, st- the actual study on the actual history, taking more than 100 circumstances, um, you know, going back- uh, you know, farther than 1900, but then using the area of 1900, stating that, yes, violence used to be more effective when communication wasn't as good. But as communication's gotten better, violence has gotten less effective. Ideas are way more powerful. Technology has increased for governments. I mean, during the the Revolutionary War, you could put together some people with some rifle, with some uh, muskets and you had essentially the firepower on land that the world's greatest military had mm, not now, so today there's certainly discipline and all these things that went into it but <laughs> you can get together uh, you know if i'm going to give you a hundred imaginary men or a thousand imaginary men mm. and you can have whatever uh, small arms you want to have the United States government is going to crush you like a bug. Uh, I mean, that may not, that wouldn't have happened a hundred years ago necessarily. I don't know, but I mean, a thousand armed men ready to do something a thousand years, or excuse me, a hundred years ago would have been really something. But you know, now it's nothing. The fact is, technology has outpaced violence. He goes on to say that uh, the fat, lazy, and this is really one of his best points against him. That he makes a good point against his own argument. The fat, lazy American public isn't going to get up and participate in Gandhi-esque protests that isn't going to work anyway. With well, a if they're not going to participate in a Gandhi-esque protest, they're not going to participate in a violent uh, uprising. <laughs> exactly. Nobody's going to want to put their comfy lifestyle on the line for your death. vision of death and destruction. Right. I mean, you know, I mean, I can go out and protest uh, on Saturday morning against the war here in Keene, New Hampshire, and I can go home. I can have lunch at my favorite restaurant and go home and, uh, you know, tickle my son and, uh, you know, do some yard work. I can't go out, uh, you know, and, and fight people with a right. gun and then expect to go home and live a normal life. You probably never see your son again, right? And that's that's you know that's what what it comes down to, and and that doesn't make you this fat is, or lazy. That just means you have priorities of what's important to you. And this is uh, this is the the point that was made in Erica Chenoweth's book, Civil Action. Again, is is that it's a lot easier to get people on board for strikes and uh, sit-ins and all these kind of civil actions mm-hmm. than it is to get people on board for violent stuff. Sure, it's all about risk versus reward. Right, and what you can, what the argument you can make about what's happening in Keene, New Hampshire, is the argument you can make is is it's not effective because it's not getting enough people on board. It's true. not that it's not effective. Yeah, I can tell you that uh, you go ahead and look at the examples of things that have happened here in Keene. When we have had enough people on board, you look at the 420 celebrations. Huge success. Right, when they arrested uh, one guy, took him to the police de- department, and the, uh, at the you know 50 activists went to the police department and smoked up in their lobby. Yeah. I mean, tell me where uh, R. Allen and the United States marijuana activists have what it takes to go to a police station and smoke up in their lobby. Because I, th- I think that's unprecedented around the planet. I've it's never incredible. heard of it. And the day before that, uh, there was another arrest that happened, and people went and they... Did the equivalent of holding hands. They all sat down in a circle and uh, like a 35-person circle out in the back of the police department. Where the cop cars come through so they couldn't get through. Right, blocking the roadway and smoked up right out the back door of the police department. 
So, to some extent, getting together and holding hands is pretty a effective. pretty effective tactic. All those people went home. If they'd have had right. rifles, they'd have gone to prison. And they released our friend as well. We took our friend home with us, uh, Rich Paul. 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Your thoughts are welcome. You can bring up anything. Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live, toll-free number here for you tonight, 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features waiting for you there. Again, freetalklive.com. We have news updates. You can get signed up at news.freetalklive.com. We have email and Twitter and Facebook as well. And Over the last week or so, uh, Mark and I have been tweeterized. If that's a word. We've been uh, hooting, actually. We've been hooting. That's correct. Uh, we, well, now it just broke on me. I was trying to uh, do a hoot during the uh, the break there, and it, it's not working. Mark, maybe you can hoot for us. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, but uh, anyway, we've been posting to both Facebook and Twitter during the show, which means that you're getting more than just news if you're subscribed to our Facebook and Twitter feeds. Uh, so if you just want news, you can subscribe to the emails. But if you want granular updates as we're doing the show <laughs> then you can uh, subscribe to us on twitter and facebook and you can go to news.freetalklive.com to do all of that and if you're on your facebook or twitter at the time we're live on the air you're going to see more activity from free talk live than ever before and you're welcome to interact with us there of course we prefer you calling in but sometimes you're not in your phone sometimes you you know you don't feel comfortable on people the air. want twitter they want twitter right different reasons why people use this stuff and uh, we're looking to get your feedback on these different services so please feel free to interact uh, there. And again, that's news.freetalklive.com. We're going to go back to your phone calls here in a moment. Just one more thought on R. Allen's email uh, about how he believes that violence is the solution and that holding hands and thinking positive thoughts isn't going to change anything, he says. And he says that uh, he doesn't think the American public, which he believes is fat and lazy, isn't going to get up and participate in Gandhi-esque protests. It's not going to work anyway, he says, with violent cop thugs manning the gates of the empire. Thanks for your time, laughing boy, he writes to me. And uh, I have to wonder, how many times do you think Gandhi was approached by these advocates of violence, by the R. Allens of his time? There have many, to have been a lot of them. Yeah. How many times was Gandhi tempted by the advocates of violence? Because that's all this is to me. It's just, uh, you know, they're just throwing out bait, trying to tempt, uh, you know, tempt me back to the old ways. Clearly, uh, I mean, you know, there, there are a lot of people out there. And I understand why they advocate the violence. They're upset and historically, uh, you know, p- p- like almost ancient history here uh, you know historically it has been some effective way of uh, you know resting the the reins of power from some dictator no doubt um, I, I get where they're coming from but it's you know for, but my my biggest concern with it is it's ineffective it's simply not going to work um, I don't believe you know, you'll often say that it's immoral Ian and I don't think it's immoral I think it's ineffective and highly ineffective um, on top of it so you know that's what it comes down to for me Let's go to you and your thoughts here and go to Benjamin in North California. Oh, and by the way, who would remember Gandhi if he was just another thug? Just saying. 
Yeah, there's plenty he's, of thugs. He's remembered that... because he's he was effective in his tactics of He's more remembered. I mean, he is singular, uh, you know, nearly singular in, in the world. John Wilkes Booth doesn't have the same uh, he wasn't, name recognition. He wasn't successful. Um, there are many people that, you know, Saddam Hussein managed to wrest the, uh, the, the, the brains of power. He is infamous in that sense. But he's just another thug. Just there are all another, kinds of thugs like him. You know, thug, a successful thug. Benjamin is on the line listening in uh, California. Hello there. Hey, I just uh, wanted to call in and uh, recommend uh, Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree. Excellent. Wonderful. Uh, I, I watched it uh, basically immediately when it came out last night, and my first thought was, uh, how are they going to, uh, you know, kind of milk all this stuff to, to fill in a whole documentary? And at the end of it, I thought to myself, wow, how are they able to compress all that to a little documentary? <laughs> yeah. You know, and I shouldn't say little because it's a full hour and a half. I mean, it's a full length uh, flick, and it uh, and I thought it was just wonderful. So it felt to, uh, similar to you that it did to me that it, there was a lot of content packed into that hour and a half because for me I was like, wow, is that two hours long? When I was done with it, it just seemed so. Well, yeah, I I watched it and then uh, my mom had started watching it. And she's like, oh my gosh, it's an hour and a half. And I said, look, when you first start watching, you're thinking to yourself. How are they? What are they going to fill this hour and a half with? And at the end of it, you're going to go, "Wow! I mean, they were able to fit all that into an hour and a half." Yeah. I mean, so, I, so really, the question is, yeah. what all are you missing uh, from from that? What what couldn't be put into this? Because I think back on you know watching the film, and I've seen it a few times in various different incarnations during the production process as the executive producer. Uh, I mean, thinking that, wow, you know, like even in, it's it's one of those situations where you listen to the trailer and you'll you'll hear clips that actually didn't make it into the film. Uh, it's one of those things, and uh, you get wow, what you know, what sort of clips did people not see? It's one of the reasons why we have the extras section on the website at victimlesscrimespree dot com. You can click on a playlist of all of the videos from which uh, Bo Davis, the editor, and uh, and Derek, who is kind of the you know the the creative the director footnotes. of the product, yeah. So you can literally delve into the full length activist videos from which the uh, the clips were chosen for the film and see the full. You know the, the full spectrum of uh, what actually went on because there's a whole lot more that you know we couldn't show you simply because we just didn't have enough time. And so all that information is there unless YouTube has taken a video down, which there's a couple of them that actually have been pulled due to bureaucrats uh, complaining about their images being used without their permission. Uh, but uh, most of the content is there and it is available to you. So anybody that really wants to delve in and, and dig deep into that activist footage, the archive's all there and it's linked to over at victimlesscrimespree.com. But I'm glad you really liked it. Yeah, one of the things I thought was great, I, I've seen most of the videos you know, in when they had come out originally uh, following this stuff. Uh, You're a chronic. But there, some, <laughs> <laughs> but there was some stuff, you know, the, how, Derek J. talking about what he did before he came to New Hampshire there were just a few little things added in that tied it all together, mm-hmm. and you could really see the chronology of it. And the music was fantastic. I, I don't know. I really, I really enjoyed it. Great. Yeah, I'm jazzed. I think the whole project has been so exciting, and I'd like to know. I, obviously, there have been movies made before, documentaries like uh, Libertopia, which I've still yet to see. I really probably should see it. I know. It I aired, saw it. It was pretty it, good. It aired at uh, the Keene Activity Center. I wasn't able to, to make it to it, unfortunately. But uh, Libertopia was made about the Free State Project and about three of the movers to the Free State Project. But it wasn't made by somebody who's a Free State Project participant. It uh, wasn't made by somebody who lives here in New Hampshire. 
Uh, there was a film called State of Liberty, which unfortunately I couldn't see because it premiered at uh, at uh, the Keene State College and I've been banned from the campus. So I still have yet to see that one. But that was like a student film that, again, wasn't made by activists. It was made by the students at the local college. And it was about the Free State Project. But again, not, you know, totally inside the movement uh, kind of thing. How, how many other, you know feature-length documentary films have actually been produced within the liberty movement about liberty activism. Maybe there is something else out there. I know there's the John Taylor Gatto Underground History of uh, Education, which is uh, way longer than uh, your average feature-length Lots and lots of content Uh, there. (laughs) But again, not free state-oriented, not not activism necessarily, more just information and eye-opening stuff. Uh, so this may be kind of a one of a kind, real like activism showcase almost. I mean, it's uh, there's just so much that uh, that transpires, and, and did it keep, it's free. Did, yeah, it's free as well. And uh, did it keep your attention, Benjamin? Oh yeah, absolutely. And did you laugh while you watched it at different points? At, at several points, it was it was entertaining. And I, I definitely chuckled. Very important stuff. Did it make you want to move to New Hampshire sooner rather than later? <laughs> cool. I can't. I can't want to move. <laughs> Thanks, man. The if you got plug. an update, you're welcome to hang on. We can bring it back here in a moment. 855-450-FREE. Uh, that's, I think, one of the guys from Good Men Do Something, so I'd like to see what they're up to. More on the way. You take control. Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can dial in toll-free at 855-453-SACL-CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features uh, we give to you. Uh, once again, freetalklive.com. We like to give things away and then maybe ask you down the line if you want to help support the show. You can do that. Uh, we've got the AMP program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is you send in 3 bucks a month. We take that in, invest it into the show, get on more radio stations around the country and bring more listeners on board around the world through the internet, uh, bringing more people to the ideas of freedom. So you can help us out over at amp.freetalklive.com, amp.freetalklive.com. And get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only podcast, forum, and more. And you can sign up with any major credit card through PayPal or use Visa or MasterCard on our website. Go to amp.freetalklive.com to do that. It makes a big difference for us when you AMP. So thank you to everybody who has AMPed in the past, to all who are currently amping, and to you if you've yet to do so and you plan on it. Would appreciate it. Amp.freetalklive.com. Back to Benjamin listening in Northern California. Uh, is this Benjamin of the uh, Bartholomew Brothers fame? Correct. Excellent. Uh, you are one of the uh, the two guys who actually ended up going to uh, court over being arrested for holding a taxes equals theft sign on an overpass there in California where a pathetically obedient to the state jury uh, convicted you. And uh, thankfully, you guys are basically Eagle Scouts, so uh, you didn't get much of a severe sentencing from Cost the, him a lot, though. the judge in the case. But yeah, you paid through the nose for an attorney. Uh, what's going on with that case? You were, ta- were talking about appealing it last time we talked, I think. 
We had we had been considering that, but uh, as with all things, there's a cost to benefit ratio. Yep. Yeah. And we decide and we decided. You know what? Uh, we fought this, this this battle here. That's enough. What are we going to do? Fight for months and months and months to uh, have a hundred ninety dollars each returned to us? Right. It's just going to tie like, you down. That, uh, and yeah. what so, you have to ask yourself is, you're fighting essentially for precedent in California. So you're fighting for the citizens and justice of California, and you you really ask yourself why. And you're going to leave California anyway. No, as yeah, I understand I mean, it. California is so. burning to the ground. It's a lost cause. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> why why pour money and time? I'm glad. I think you made the right choice uh, to uh, to just forget about it and, and move on. I mean, if you're going to spend another ten grand on an attorney, I mean that's a it's a good amount of a portion of a down payment on a house uh, out it, here. And in it New goes Hampshire. back to that because of the way the court system works, it gets sent back to the same court, so you know the same courthouse. So I don't <laughs> know how effective it would be, or, or you know. So what are you guys focusing um, but, on right now? Uh, Good Men Do Something is the name of your organization. Folks can find it on Facebook. Uh, what are you guys up to these days? Uh, well, generally we're kind of laying low right now because we are on probation. Oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, Is it probation we, or, or a suspended sentence? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got a – no, we have no sentence. Our, the only thing we're on is, uh, is it probation or – Whatever it is. So are you having to a report to a probation promise. officer like once a week? What are the terms? No, it's it's summary probation. So all they said was just don't break any laws. Mm. And that's that's the only condition of our probation. And since It kind of sounds like a suspended since, sentence. Not really. Uh, not really. Because a suspended sentence, they have time hanging over your head. And if you break well, a law, they don't have anything hanging over our head. Right. So. With a suspended sentence, if you break a law and are convicted of it, they may then bring back your suspended sentence. Right. So in my case, where I'm looking at a trespass charge coming up here in September, uh, if I'm convicted of the trespass charge, then the prosecutor – so I'll be sentenced on the trespass charge. Then if the prosecutor decides he wants to bring back the suspended sentence, they have to bring that case as well. And I could end up having more time in jail as, uh, right. as a result of that so um well i'm glad to hear that you guys are uh, taking yeah. it easy out there but uh you know even though you're laying low but you even could... so we're 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 helping to organize uh, lemonade freedom day Excellent. in our area because i mean that's low level enough and if we're just organizing it right <laughs> we should be able to stay out of trouble um but so, as you guys I, found out something... sometimes when you're not expecting trouble it still comes around uh, I oh mean, yeah guys... i mean we tr- you know, as far as we could go to, we weren't looking to do civil disobedience, right. or get arrested, or any of that kind of stuff. And you know, some, you, you can't control things um, that well. But to tie in what happened with Derek Jay's uh, victimless crime spree, and with what you guys were talking about with people being angry, I think it's a perfect example of how. Can you imagine if Derek Jay had been angry and come from Philadelphia to New Hampshire? And then done some violent acts in New Hampshire. Oh, yeah. How that would have been received? You wouldn't oh, be man. making documentaries. People wouldn't be going, "Oh yeah, I want to join the Free State Project." No, go, we'd be oh. embarrassed about it if he had been associated yeah. with uh, with the Free State Project and had come here and done something violent and dangerous. We'd uh, we'd be trying to distance ourselves from him and not interested at all in promoting what he was doing. And he would have had no impact whatsoever, uh, no positive impact on the Liberty community. Would have had no positive impact on the the actual community in the area. Uh, yeah, it would great have been point. Yep. Yeah, and. Instead, what Derek J. did, and I don't agree with all of his activism, I wouldn't have fought some of the battles he fought, but even so, he, you know, is inspiring. Seeing someone go there willing to take action, willing to get involved in their community, I mean, that's showing something. 
no doubt about it. Hey, Benjamin, thanks for that. Uh, what's your guys' uh, ETA on getting out of California? Uh, we're hoping for spring, early summer. Exciting. It'll be here before you know it, and I uh, look forward to seeing you. Thanks for the call tonight. And again, that's Benjamin from uh, Good Men Do Something. You can go and see them over at Facebook. Great uh, couple guys. Him and his, uh, his brother have been uh, wonderful activists and look forward to having them in New Hampshire, which is part of the whole Free State Project idea is to get some of the best activists from around the world to coalesce into one place and then see what happens. Because we're already having fun with 1,000 people here. There are now over 12,000 people that have signed up for the Free State Project. We want to reach 20,000 people. And so there's so much more growth uh, that is still possible here. So many new people have yet to arrive. They've yet to bring their fresh ideas uh, into the mix. And who knows what you know, sort of neat things will be uh, possible in the future with, uh, with new people here. Hopefully continued success. Yeah, it's it's exciting. Let's continue. Uh, Kevin is on the line listening in Indy to WXNT. Hey, Kevin. Hey, what's going on? It's on your um, line tonight. You know, Ian, I have at times been very frustrated with you. Oh, he's a frustrating um, guy. And, try, and try working with him. <laughs> uh, I, Mark, and I have a kinship with you. <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm, I think I'm very in tune with Mark, but, but here's the thing, Ian. I think you're a good person at heart. And you have some great ideas. And I wish we could run our country the way you want to run it. I think we'd be better off. But here's my problem. I don't want to run anybody's country. Well, you have some. But, you know, we're all in the same about ending welfare, about military spending way too much money, et cetera. Don't let him derail you. Just go ahead. <laughs> okay. But my, my thing is, I, I try calling a couple of times. I'm 57 years old. So I'm trying to kind of give you a little bit of my wisdom. Um, my father was a Marine, and he was in Korea. and what he was doing, he was right there in the on the demilitarized zone, and part he was part of a three man machine gun crew, and he would be the fire. He'd do the firing. Another guy would feed the uh, bullets. Another guy would pull the machine gun out and replace it when it was too hot. Now, if you can imagine that, because Chinese, not Koreans, were coming across in such numbers, they just kept firing and they just kept coming. Yeah, and that's how my dad, at 19 years old, became a man, and I and he met. It was an amazing story that he told. And one of the things he said told me was never, never underestimate China. And right now, China has the largest army in the world. The military is taking over more and more and more. And the only thing I've ever tried to tell you is they are a threat, and they're out there really trying. And they don't think the way we think. They don't think logically. So when you say, well, they just do this and then do that. That is really so don't. insulting. They have a cult. They they they, they think different culturally. I, I you know they yeah, think logically yeah. for their um. Their, thank, the, thank you, Mark. <laughs> there's yes. plenty of very and, successful Chinese businessmen who obviously think logically about what they do. So sure. what I'm saying is, when the military takes over, and it's just a matter of time when they do, they have the world's largest standing army. They have a huge lack of uh, female population now. They are going to be on, and they're trying to take over countries now. They're trying to impose their will on. Korea, the Philippines, they're, they're out there trying to say this island is theirs. They're making claims all over the place. All right, so, we're going to bring you back here in a moment. Hang on, Kevin. I want to continue the discussion here in a moment. 855-453-FREE. Is there a red menace out there? one 855 or a yellow menace. Uh, 1-855-450-3733. Or are Chinese people just humans who want to have a better life for themselves like the rest of us? 855-450-3733. You take control of the airwaves. It's Free Talk Live. 
The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. You like your friends. You like Free Talk Live. Like your friends enough to share something you like with them. Help Free Talk Live get into more ears. Podcast listeners are the most important area of growth for Free Talk Live. Please share one episode a week on Facebook. Free Talk Live. Uh, moments remain, but enough time for you and your thoughts. If you make the call now, 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features we give to you there. Uh, once again, that's freetalklive.com. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And we're going to go right back into your calls, your thoughts. Kevin is listening in Indy to WXNT. Kevin, you've called uh, because you believe that uh, the Chinese horror are uh, sitting out there just waiting to uh, attack the United States. And uh, yeah, I think Mark actually wanted to, uh, to say a few things on this uh, this point. Now, Kevin, you made a lot of good points. Uh, you know, China has the largest army um, and that they, you know, have their designs on uh, some countries and, you know, the Pacific Rim um, area. And, you know, these are not inaccurate statements. But they, what they need to be do, done is measured in a world where the United States has its designs on everything. The United States... Now, Compare China to the United States in that the United States is in 130-plus nations around the world and more than 1,000 military bases, depending on how you count a military base, um, in you know, these foreign lands. Uh, that's, that's the foreign lands that uh, has the, have those. And so, I mean, if you're looking and, – and the United States owes a great deal of money to China. Uh, according to some website that I quickly looked up, $1.16 which is less – than a tenth of the debt, and I frankly don't believe it. I believe it's higher. But if this number was true, that's $15,000 for every American family owed to China. And I would ask you, if the United States owes all this money to China, who benefits from a war? Um, exactly. But the problem is if the military takes over, all logic goes out the window. That's, and that's the, that's the danger. That's all I'm saying. I want Chinese people to be upperly mobile. I want free and open trade. And, in fact, you know, China still hates Japan for the atrocities. That's why oh, yeah. Ford is the number one automobile dealership. And that's kind of in our favor, even though it's terrible. But they but they, they hold grudges. But I'm, all I'm saying is the, people, the Chinese people are great. I have Chinese friends. But for example, we ran into, I was with a, a Chinese friend one time, we ran into an um, ex-communist uh, person who was in the arm of the military, and they almost came to blows. It's just such a difference in their culture, because they recognized each other, I guess, from from when they were both in China, and there's still hatred there. So you've got the military, and if they ever take over that country, and they're getting more and more control, logic goes out the window. And that's that's the only thing I'm trying to say to you What guys. evidence do you have everything that... Everything else to say is so true. What, what evidence but, do you have that the United States, in the United States, the military hasn't taken over here? Well, that, that, that is the danger. I, I, we, we're becoming more and more a police state, as you said on your show. We are putting more, too much money into the military. But I still I believe one of the reasons we're free is because we have the greatest technology, and that technology translates into the Army, and that keeps us free. 
But there's a point where it's just too much. We're spending way too much on military, way too much on welfare, and we need to keep our own money for our own, for our own future and, and, and freedom. That's all I'm trying to say. So let's, let's say the Chinese military does take over. Is your uh, concern that they might? Then what? Uh, well, you know, you're just under a different regime. You just lose your freedom. That's, that's the bottom line. They I would. Mean, no, no, no. I meant they, they take over China. Then what happens? You're worried they're going to invade? Uh, uh, they will absolutely, at that point, start start trying to take over other countries because, again, including the United States. Oh. Well, you know, I don't know, but what will happen is we'll want to intervene, and it will escalate. And who's going to come in on whose side? But if the military, the the powers that be in China are turning more and more decisions over to the military, and this is a danger. And once, you know, who knew what Hitler was going to do, for instance? Once a person or control, group gets control, you just. Kevin, don't know I agree. What I agree doing. with you. If the United States decides to pick a fight with China, that's going to be a, a huge mistake. Uh, and hopefully they won't be so stupid. Well, I would like to point out that uh, China, outside of China or um, directly adjacent countries, has no power at all. China has uh, 75 principal surface combatant ships, vessels, uh, one aircraft carrier, uh, some a couple of assault ships, 25 destroyers. I mean, these are little boats. Bingo. 47 frigates. They're starting to build. Yeah, well, uh, they are starting, starting to build. build, but they're not yes. going to get the. I mean, you're not going to be alive by the time they have enough boats to come anywhere near what the United States uh, you know Navy has today and if the if if the if China starts building then um, you're gonna have you know a situation where the United States is going to start building it's going to get you know it'll be an arms race as opposed to a situation where they sneak up on you you can't sneak up anymore in this world you can believe that the US intelligence agencies are uh, keeping an eye on how many um, aircrafts uh. Japan just ordered 100 submarines. That's they're, that's exactly what's going on. They're building more submarines to to neutralize uh, China's uh, naval. That's but you hit. That was a great point. Yep. So then, With your Japan. concern isn't so much that uh, what I'm hearing you say is that your concern isn't so much that they will invade the U.S., but that they'll invade some country and then the U.S. will decide Taiwan. to respond. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So that's just yeah. yet another argument to get rid of the you know the military in this country, right? So they won't be able to. Oh, do <laughs> You cannot get rid of the military. I hate to say this, Ian, but if China took over this country, you and your radio show would be the first one to go. So you are, you're just going to sit back and you think Americans are just going to sit back and let Chinese people take over the country uh, by force? You know, I don't. Anything's possible. If they invade us and they hit us with strategic bombs and everything, they could. I mean, I don't want to get to that point. I just It's, it's just pretty ridiculous, though. Aware. I mean, you agree, right? That that whole scenario is pretty uh, pretty absurd. No, no, it's not ridiculous, no. Ian, because anything's possible if you allow a bully to grow and prosper. Well, let me ask you this. <laughs> you know? If China, yeah. if, if the scenario we're talking about um, came to, to, to be, and I'm not advocating what Ian's advocating in this circumstance, I'm not ready to get rid of the military tomorrow. No, but I you think would. That, I think that you have to prop, pop the rivets in the proper <laughs> order. But... Um, well, you know, let me ask you this: If if Red China came and they were, uh, you know, people in the streets with tanks and guns, uh, you know, saying that, uh, you know, you you Ronda, you go there, um, either telling you what to do, would you? Uh, it depends. If they got a gun to my head, yeah. Are you going to get back? Are you going to get involved in the 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 um, you know the 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 force that's fighting against them? 
Well, I would hope I could. I, you There's know, 300 million guns in the United States and 300 uh, million people. <laughs> yeah. If they have ray guns or zap guns that neutralize all our weapons, what are you going to see? We don't know what technology Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. That's... I'm just saying. I all mean, right. it's just you know, so you're possible. right, Kevin. Anything is possible. But there also is the question of probability, and I thank you for the call tonight. And I would say that there, uh, the probability that China is going to invade its big, biggest customer, even when the military runs the state, or if that ever happens, is, uh, is what pretty he's say- ridiculous. What he's suggesting is that in a truly free society, that um, you know, it, there isn't the incentive to uh, innovate in the area in the technology of uh, you know s- large scale weaponry. Well, that's that's not true. Uh, if people want to be protected, then they will uh, be hiring the companies that are the most innovative. What's in that the, protection area. And by the way, uh, the innovation that's happening now by Lockheed Martin and BAE and all these other uh, weapons manufacturers is innovating uh, aggressive weapons, innovating bombing uh, techniques and, uh, and other killing t- uh, techniques. You know, the, the innovation would be focused on defense in a, in a market-based protection situation. And defense then, and, uh, okay, defense has moved well beyond walls and shields, uh, you know, th- these days. And, and many times people will uh, you know, I mean, weapons that would be defensive are just as easily offensive. I mean, you know, like a machine gun is a defensive weapon. That's fine, Mark, but, but it doesn't matter if they're here, right? So, like, if you've got surface-to-air missiles or whatever and they're here, then it's not an offensive weapon. It's a defensive weapon. And if people are innovating in the area of defense, then who knows? He's talking about ray guns. Well, you can have ray guns blast their bombs out of the skies or an EMP gun that makes them inert or whatever. You know, who knows what they would come up with, what the market and innovators, people in search of a profit in the marketplace could come up with to help people feel safe about this looming threat from, uh, the, you know, the, one of the greatest suppliers this country has ever known. Right. Well, you know, that's the thing. Uh, you know, for me, China has no incentive, zero incentive. You know, when you're talking about uh, every United States family owes fifteen thousand dollars to China, they'd rather get rich off us than yeah, they, destroy. They'd much rather just get paid. Right. They'd rather get rich <laughs> off us than destroy their greatest customer. Ridiculous to believe anything else. But yeah, sure, it's possible they could come here with a death ray gun and uh, exterminate the whole population. Yeah, I'm far more concerned. It's also possible aliens could invade with the death ray gun as well. I'm far more concerned with the tyranny of the United States government than I am with the tyranny of uh, the Chinese government. I guess I, I, you know that that's the world I live in. Well, absolutely. There's one actual group of people that is terrorizing us, and they are called the U.S. federal government, or the state of fill in the blank, or the city of, or the town of fill in the blank. Yeah. Well, if you don't think if you don't think they're terrorizing you, just think about the consequences of refusing to pay your income taxes. I got a news p- a piece here about how the FBI raided multiple activist homes this last week in search of anti-government or anarchist literature. Maybe we'll talk more about that tomorrow night. 855-450-FREE. Chinese government's not raiding my house. It's the U.S. government. 855-450-3733. That number you can call tomorrow because we're out of time for tonight. We'll see you then online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. And don't forget, victimlesscrimespree.com. Go and watch Derek J's new movie. It's great. Why did you move to the Shire? I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as seriously as I do. I moved to the Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me, like, do this right now. I wanted to be around people like me who got it. And once I got here, I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be. Immigrating to the Shire was easy. I was instantly plugged into a community of individuals who also care about peace, liberty, and justice and are willing to do something about it. 
the people here are awesome, loving, and positive. It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here. And I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that. Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why, if you love liberty, you should immigrate to the Shire. Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com.